Hello everyone, welcome to Invisible Not Broken. This is Monica Michelle and this is for Explicitly Sick. We're going to be doing something new with Invisible Not Broken. I hope you guys are all excited. Eva will be doing her own show. I'm going to be doing my show. It will still be under Invisible Not Broken. Um, that being said, we have a really exciting interview today with Kimberly Lemon, and I'm really hoping that Kimberly is going to become a much bigger part of the show. Kimberly is an occupational therapist who also has CFS, otherwise known as ME, fibromyalgia, IBS, anxiety, and depression. And we went over a lot of cool stuff over this interview, but I think what's the most helpful is we go over some actual occupational therapy techniques on how to create small changes that will make life easier using technology or changing things around your living area. So I'm hoping that Kimberly will be coming back on next month. We've already discussed having an episode on how to feed yourself with chronic illness and disability and just some simple little ways that can make that easier. I hope you really enjoy the show. I hope you entered enjoy your introduction into Kimberly. Um, she is awesome. I'm really excited to have her be a bigger part of the show. So thank you so much. Take a listen. And we also go over some of our favorite TV shows that calm us down or favorite movies that calm us down and some apps that we really love and enjoy. If you have something that you're like, this is absolutely, it makes my life easier and better and wonderful, please go over to our show notes. That's at invisiblenotbroken.com and put it in the comments and let us know what really helps you. What are your favorite TV shows that just are your go-tos? What apps make things so much easier for you? Or if there's some technology or some service that you just find makes life much better, please just head over to invisiblenotbroken.com and leave a message. Um, we have a Patreon account. We do everything without advertising. So if you can and you enjoy our show, please head over to the Patreon and become a consider becoming a patron. If that's just not within your abilities and you still want to support the show, the kindest thing you can do is share us. We don't advertise. So you guys sharing is how we get everything done and get the reach that we have, which is humbling and amazing. And thank you so much for doing so. Have a great week and I hope you enjoy. That was, that was an impressive amount of trying to figure out, um, cause we're on opposite sides of the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I did do a course in America last year. No way. Where were you? Uh, and had to work out all the times as well. That must have been so hard to keep track of your family over in New Zealand. Yeah. <laughs> Where in the U.S. were you? Uh, I went to L.A. Oh, so you were pretty close. So you, you know the Pacific time coast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was going through all of your questions, and I still can't figure out how to pronounce your first name. Can you help me? It's it's just Kimberly. It's Kimberly. Okay, I was yeah, expecting yeah. a Y at the end, and there was an A, and I'm like, yeah. I'm going to mess this up so badly today. <laughs> <laughs> so I was going through all of the, um, I was uh, linking up all of your disorders, so if anyone's listening to this, just head over to our show notes. I have everything linked up, but um, CFS, which chronic fatigue syndrome, and I think it's also called something else now. Uh, myalgia encephalitis. I'm so I glad you said that. <laughs> I wasn't even going to try today. I haven't had coffee yet. I, I wasn't even going to go there. Um, and then fibromyalgia, IBS, anxiety, and depression. It yep. seems like, like those all go together often. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so you've been, the other thing that really struck me was, um, I've been doing this for about three years now, and I find that with these symptoms, a lot of us who have a lot of these symptoms and disorders, we all have like high level achieving um, sports in our background of some kind yeah. of dance, gymnastics. You had dressage, which I had not heard of. <laughs> and I, I, I yeah. looked it up, and it was dancing horses, which I think might be my favorite yeah. thing of the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. It seems. That, yeah, a lot of people have been really high achieving in their past and still are. Yep, that's, that's a very, thank you. That's a very good point. That was more of um, my last week in dealing with my own stuff than anything else there. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> my own issues got in the way of my tongue. I, deeply, yes. Still are high achieving. I will, I will work on my therapy later. <laughs> <laughs> So this was, um, you were doing dressage, and I'm sorry, that was the one that like really stuck in my head. Dancing horses is definitely going mm. to be something I will fall down a YouTube rabbit hole later after we finish talking. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> but you're also competitive gymnastics and dancing. Yeah, the dancing as well. Yeah. So I just kind of feel like it, I maybe it's my own like world. I was ballet for years and years and years, and anxiety and eating disorders just sort of seem to be a like they hand that out to you with toe shoes. Like, <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> so what were you doing? Like, did this all come on at once, or was this? You said that this was like something that started in at twelve. Yes, um, I we still try and piece together the picture because um, I was really high functioning with all the sports. Like it was pretty. I was doing a lot and doing really well at school as well. Then I travelled to Australia to see family, and I got food poisoning. Wow. Then I was pretty sick, then came back to New Zealand, and things basically just started to fall apart. And so then I just, I just basically got sicker and sicker and sicker, Um, but nobody really knew what was happening, and I sort of, at that age, you want to try and fit in with people. So much. (laughs) So you don't really want to be different to your your school peers. You want to be keeping up with everyone. So I sort of couldn't understand how how did everybody else feel like I felt and keep going. And so I just tried to keep up with everyone for probably a couple of years until basically I couldn't do it anymore and that was, that was it. Um, I was in bed for three or four or five years. Because I just wow. couldn't keep up anymore. As a teenager um, or as an adult? Yeah, yeah, as a teenager. So probably 15, 16, I ended up in bed and no school. Um, gave up all my sports and my horses and everything because I just couldn't couldn't keep going anymore. That was it. So you have to forgive me. I've, I've only gone to school in the United States, and so I don't know how it works in other other areas. Yeah. How, how is it that you're is here? You would not be allowed to just leave school at fifteen. They would. There's a lot of laws around making sure you finish as much as you can, unless you drop out. Yeah, definitely. And we have the same systems. Um, I was very lucky to have a very supportive school. Um, so my younger sister brought my schoolwork home. For okay. Me. Uh, so the teachers would give her whatever homework they wanted me to do. Um, I would attend very occasional classes, like maybe I might go and sit in an English class one day. Um, so I just did bits and pieces. I think I was just very lucky that school was very easy for me. So it wasn't something that I had to struggle with. It was sort of quite easy. I could just do the work and it wasn't much extra stress. It was all pretty pretty easy and I could pass all the tests and pass all my exams with not not much problems. It was it was pretty easy and so I was lucky in that I didn't have to struggle through school. I just got it done and rested. So something I'm so curious about, it's like I got sick right around the same time. I was eight when I got sick. Um, mm. And I'm always wondering, like, how much of, like, when you get this kind of sick, does it shape what you end up deciding to do with the rest of your life? Like, did you find that that changed, like, what you decided to, like, whether you went to college or what you would decide to, like, your job would be later? Yeah. Yeah, I think it, it hugely impacts what you do um, when you grow up. Um, I had always wanted work with horses so that's what I was going to do I was going to be horse rider horse trainer anything to do with horses and I was pretty passionate about it so (laughs) that was a pretty strong goal but I eventually wasn't even able to walk to the gate to see my horse so that was that was pretty pretty tough um so I eventually went to university and started studying psychology so that was my first. I left, went over to university at 18. Um, I think university is like your college, yep. I think. Yeah. Um, so I went over at 18 and studied. Um, I don't remember many of those years. I don't know how I did it. I have no idea. <laughs> um, but I managed to do four years, get an undergrad psychology degree. Um 
but still being very sick. I wasn't, I really struggled with work, and so I just bounced between different jobs until, as an adult, I found occupational therapy, which, again, I was drawn to because of how sick I was. And can you so give me trying, a, what is occupational therapy? Yeah, definitely. Um, occupational therapy, so we, our main focus is getting people involved in occupations. Um, so we want people to be able to do everything in their life. So things like personal care, so making sure people can shower and dress, making sure that they can feed themselves, cooking, um, those sort of things. We look at work, so can people actually go to work or what could they do at work? Um, we look at leisure activities. Um, so basically, we take a, uh, an approach where we look at the whole person within their whole life and see how we can make modifications or changes so that they can actually live the best life that they can live. So how did that work for you? Like, Were you able to <laughs> occupational therapy yourself with having CFS or ME? MES is it MEF? Oh goodness, I'm so sorry. Me, me. thank you. That's <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> it, were you able to occupational therapy yourself? Yes, it really, really helped. Because um, of course, studying the degree, um, all the teachers were occupational therapists, so they were like super helpful and supportive. Were you like and the then, case study? Were they like here? We're yeah. going to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. They were so good. And then as I sort of learned different things, I was able to apply different things to myself, which was just so hugely helpful. Um, so after I studied full-time and then moved and went into full-time work following that degree. <laughs> so what were some of like the occupational therapy that we have like – a lot of college students who listen, like with all the new, um, I know you're much younger than I am. I've been like watching what my daughter's able to do with technology to yes. help herself with her dislocations. And what are some of the things that you could think of that would like, or what are like your top 10 favorite, like how to help someone who has mobility issues? Yeah, definitely. Not sure if I've got a top 10. Not sure how many I've got on my list. Oh, you can do as many as you want. I think you should come back all the time and tell us what you're new. Like, hey, this is really cool and could be very helpful. Like, I'm in if you want to come back and give us, like, an yeah, ongoing yeah. blog or podcast on this stuff. Yeah, definitely. Um, I am really keen on using equipment, um, so modifying the environment. Um, I see so many people that are struggling to do tasks when we could put some equipment in place for them. Um, so when I was younger, I struggled with having a shower. Like It was a, it was a big, big issue. Um, going to OT school, I learned that there are shower stools and there are slide-in seats that you can put into your shower. You can modify how high your shower is with your handles. Um, you can get different equipment to help you wash yourself. And so I just, yeah... Having a shower is such a big part of people's day and can take up so much energy. So if you could modify your environment so that you've got maybe a couple of seats, one in the shower, one in the bathroom. So instead of standing, especially under the hot water, which is another issue with the temperature, um, just to be supporting yourself and your body a little bit better. Um, and then you can modify all of your environments. Um, so people, and I often see a lot of people that think, cook and to be in the kitchen they have to stand at the counter you don't actually have to stand when you're cooking um, you can sit in a chair you can sit in a stool um, you can buy kitchen chairs so that you can perch up by the bench and just sitting or leaning against something may actually save some of your energy for doing a task that's actually quite hard um, as you mentioned I do really like um electronics and technology so some people struggle with doing like washing so you use your washing machine to actually wash your clothes but not many people use a dryer which I, I struggle with so a dryer does use up more electricity and people think it costs more but if you're going to actually get your, your clothes dry in a specific time using a dryer is actually going to be a lot better then trying to put your clothes out on a washing line where you may have to put your arms up quite high, which can be quite stressful on your shoulders and your arms. 
So just using the basic technology that you've got in your house. Um, but while I was studying, I used my iPad for everything. And so, and I still actually do, um, now that I'm working, I use my phone and my iPad to do everything. And so I, I don't expect myself to remember anything. <laughs> so I just make sure I write it all down because there's no point in relying on my memory, especially if I'm having a bad day, <laughs> when I can just give myself a note in my phone and it will just pop up with a reminder to tell me what's due, when it's due, what I need to be doing, who sometimes I even write texts, uh, like messages if I need to send somebody else a message. And so remind myself to send this email or this text, text message. So I'm not relying on my, my own memory. I'm giving it to Sonic House to actually remind me. So that took a lot of stress off because I knew that I wasn't going to forget anything <laughs> because it was already all written down. And so just trying to eliminate little bits of stress where you can. Um, we've, I've just added an Alexa, so the Amazon Echo Dot, to my house. And it's amazing because now instead of having to type, I can just verbally tell it what I want it to remind me. And I can tell it to add things onto my lists without actually having to pick up anything or do anything. I just verbally say it and it will add it onto my lists. So that's my wow. new technology that I'm really, really enjoying at the moment. <laughs> so, like, you could tell it, like, please uh, add milk to my groceries. I don't know if you have the Amazon delivery where it delivers yeah. your groceries to you, yeah. and, and it will just deliver your groceries and stuff to you. We, we haven't quite got there yet. Oh, so okay. We can add things to the list, but then we physically have to go to the shop and buy it. Ah, uh, start start <laughs> telling Bezos you want the, um, you can, I, I, I hate using, the, I like, I'm, I, I have a whole bunch of, like, trying to, mitigate my um, environmentalism and workers' yeah. ethics with being disabled. And that is where those two clash is with Amazon every time because they have a yeah. food delivery service where they will deliver your groceries to your front door or a very nice person, yeah. if you open the door, will bring it into your kitchen for you. Yeah. And that yeah. is like sanity saving if you can't drive. It's, <laughs> it's, it's fantastic and it's saving your energy as well. Um, so especially with people who struggle under those bright lights and the noise and the movement in the oh, supermarket. I hadn't even thought of that. Yeah, sometimes just having the food delivered means that you get to eat that week rather than not eating or feeling really sick because you have gone to the shop and, and you feel absolutely dreadful when you get home. I, I don't know if you're talking about the ME or the anxiety or the depression, but I could see all of those making all grocery shopping very difficult. Yeah. How do you yeah, manage all definitely. of that with your job? Are you doing your job online? Are you doing it like where you're talking to people on Skype or Zoom? I've I have I had to accept reality and actually make some changes, unfortunately. So I was living by myself out of town from my family. And I was working full-time. Um, and what was happening was basically I could work full-time, but I couldn't do anything else. Hmm. So I wasn't grocery shopping. I wasn't able to tidy my house. I wasn't able to do any, any jobs. I could get up, go to work, come home, go to bed, and that was it. So I eventually made the decision, it was only six months ago, um, to move home to a city where my family lives. Um, so now I work for myself, so I'm self-employed, um, but I have other people, my family around me, who are able to help with other tasks. Um, so now I'm in a much better living situation because I don't have to do everything for myself. So I can, yeah, I've got support from family members. Um, so it was really hard making that decision because <laughs> you, you want your independence and you want to be able to make your own choices. Um, but when, when you are really sick, sometimes you've just got to look at what the best reality is for you. And I made the choice to come back here because I do want to keep improving my health. And things are just getting worse where I was living and where I was by myself. Yeah. 
I absolutely hear that. We had to like move away and move back home to where my family was because yes. driving and I have two children, so to get them to and from school yeah. was not always possible. And it's hard when you have to yeah. like be an adult and be like, "Okay, mom, can you yeah. please drive me to the store?" <laughs> like, yeah, definitely, definitely, it's hard. Um, but my health has improved so much since being back here because I, instead of having to use my energy to do tasks, maybe I didn't need to do like mowing my lawns which I hated doing, I can now concentrate on maybe going for a walk instead. <laughs> so things that are beneficial to me rather than tasks that had to get done. I love how you're thinking about this. I feel like, um, if, if, at least where I live, things are so like, kill it, do it, get it done. That yeah. like the idea of just working and then not doing anything else is an acceptable mindset here. Like that's, that's how you actually, that's like almost like lauded as like, that's the person, the one who just works and goes home. I love that you are prioritizing your physical and mental health. Yeah. And it's so, it's so important. And it's, it's yeah. such an issue we're struggling with here. Um, at least where I'm at, it's definitely a big struggle to get people to, to admit uh, humanity and the need yeah. for more. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I really like that philosophy of doing less. Um, just in general, people need to do a little bit less, but us with who aren't that well do need to do less, and it's about eliminating some of the tasks. Um, I've come across people and they vacuum their house every day, um, but sometimes you don't need to vacuum your house every day. So just eliminating some of these unnecessary tasks might help make you feel better in the short term or the long term. I, I, I come from a world of a lot of privilege, and we were lucky enough to get a robotic vacuum cleaner. And that might yes. be my favorite thing of the year because we we moved from a place with stairs because I have Ellis Danlos and I was falling down stairs and dislocating. So we moved yes. to a place that was all flat, no nice. carpeting. The robot just goes through the entire house. (laughs) I have not felt this much affection for a robot since Star Wars. I am desperately in love with this robot. But yeah, they are great. Yeah, and if you're fortunate enough to be able to move to a place where you can, you know, change your equipment, change your living situation, where you you can navigate your space easier, it really. I, I for a while I called myself the woman in the attic because I was like locked away in like a dark bedroom because yes. I couldn't leave it and I couldn't walk to get anywhere and there were stairs to get everywhere. So now I can like in my wheelchair get out to the front the backyard. I can like look at my chickens and you know laugh at them yeah. and <laughs> it's it's yeah. really wonderful. You do have that level of privilege to be able to change the environment around. It's it's definitely a lucky thing. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So for your OT, I'm sorry, I'm totally, I'm always looking for like new purpose, new things I can do. Um, are you able to do something like occupational therapy from Skype and from Zoom? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, my my main role at the moment is I go and see people in their homes um, and talk to them and provide solutions, problem solving, that kind of thing. Um, but OT is definitely something you can do online. Um doing assessments over over Skype. Now that we've got technology, it sort of opens everything up. So right? That, yeah, people have more access because um, a lot of my stuff, and I can see it when I go and see clients, the stuff that I talk about is very tiring for people to take in. Um, so sometimes, like, shorter sessions would be better over the internet um, rather than me going for longer sessions face-to-face. So it's it's a direction that things are going to go um, in the future, but it's not it's not quite accepted here in New Zealand. Um, and uh, like our government pays for my services. I'm sorry, what? So it's not quite oh, what? So, <laughs> Give me a minute. What? We, <laughs> so, um, we Do you know have, how much um, it would cost here? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, yeah, so all our um, all our public, we've got a really fantastic public health system here, um, and we've got a no-blame um, accident compensation company. So if you, you fall and injure yourself, um, ACC, which is the abbreviation, pays for all your treatment um, and all your rehab so that you can get better and go back to work. And can I move there, please? All that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah. 
I, sorry, I, everyone who listens to the podcast knows I'm on the soapbox. I'm so much more on it right now. My father got horribly sick and is in the hospital right now. And they were talking about, like, maybe rehabilitation facility, like what you're talking about, because my mom can't yes. lift him. But it would cost yes. us $12,000 a month. Yeah, That's with insurance. We'd be paying $12,000 a month for him to be in a facility like you just said. So, yeah, yeah I'm going to get on my soapbox the first second because we're terrified as a family right now of, like, how we're going to handle this. So, yeah. Anyway, that just blew my mind for a minute because we're, we're looking at all the bills right now for occupational therapy for him. And, like, I, yeah. I didn't know that that's what it was called, but that's absolutely what they were talking about with everything. Um Oh, sorry. Yeah. That was just like a nice yeah. little moment of what the world could be like. <laughs> yeah, we we are so lucky here in New Zealand. We just have such a good healthcare system. It's not perfect, um, but I don't think anything's ever going to be perfect. But we are really well supported. Yeah, yeah. it's. Um, I, I love that people are like, well, you know, and you know, there, there's waiting times. So like, I waited three years to see yeah. a doctor. Like, it's not better here. Like. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're still waiting. We, we still wait in, in our emergency rooms for six hours. I did. Six hours. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Can I just ask one more, like, off-the-topic question? Yeah. I'm so curious. How much did you pay for your degree? Uh, it was... It, it wasn't as, as expensive as what, as what it is over there. Um, I think I paid probably about 10000 a year. Oh, my God. So it's only about like thirty thousand all up. That just yeah, I just was curious because like I've been I like my personal. I'm, I will get off of my own topics, I promise. But I was just like trying to think of like, well, what else could I do? Because I don't make money from this podcast, and I'm like, you know, on disability, which does not come close to living expenses. And yeah. like, what else could I do? And I was like, well, maybe if I went back to school for a degree, and then I saw how much it would cost to do online school. I was like, fifty thousand a year is not. A thing I could yeah. do. <laughs> no, yeah. I was just curious. That's really interesting. Yes, and over I understand over in America, um, OTs have to have their masters yes. to practice. I believe you're um, right. I know at least with uh, other therapies, you do. Yeah, we we don't. Um, we only have to have a bachelor's degree um, here. Wow! And we can start practicing. So, um, how hard so is your immigration I'm, process? Is the question yeah. right now. <laughs> Sorry, um, I will I will remove myself from this topic. But no, that's just fascinating, and I love that. Yeah. Like with technology, where more more careers are now open to people who have inability to move around through the world. Yep, yep, definitely, definitely. And because OT is focused on helping people, um, a lot of our therapists actually do have their own um, health concerns and disabilities. So it's great that it is more accepting. It's a it's an area that people can work in, um, which is great. Do you guys like network together so you can like be like my patient just had a stroke, you had a stroke, what did you do? Do you all get together and have like some sort of like Facebook group or something where you can We we do try to. Um in my local city here we've got a got an OT group where we do go and meet and talk about things and people do presentations, that kind of thing. Um, but it's quite small. It's a small industry in New Zealand. It's not, there's not that many of us. That is, I, I don't know if that's helpful or bad. Whenever you're like yeah. a new person on the block, either like, it's great because you always have, like, you're the only person or it's hard because you're educating everyone why they need you. Yeah. Yes, definitely. <laughs> Do you work out of hospitals or with like... Um, I, I've just got a home office, um, so I sort of work privately um, and see clients. Um, so my client base are mainly concussion, um, so after people have had sort of hit their head or had some kind of head, head trauma is the ones that I go and see. So what have you found helpful for, I could imagine that for a lot of us, like the same protocol would work or the same things would work because we're all working on lack of memory, discoordination, yeah. um, not able to move around freely. Yeah, definitely. There's, there's just huge overlaps between the two different conditions. Um, my, my initial stuff that I go in and teach is your pacing and planning. So I want people to think about their days a little bit more carefully. And so when when you see a healthy person, they get up in the morning, 
they might go to the gym, then they go to work, then they come home, they might have dinner or go play a sport or go to the movies, like it's a really full-on day. I can't even imagine it. That, that's just <laughs> made me tired hearing it. Yeah. I need to nap then, now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and then often these people may be injured or something happens and they're not able to to function at that level, but they continue to try and function at that level for a really, really long time um, and fail, which is really unfortunate. So I come in and start talking about pacing and planning. So I want them to plan their day and plan their week. And so we sort of identify what's the most important thing that you are going to do today. Like maybe it's Monday and you need to go grocery shopping. So you sort of need to plan in when's your grocery shopping going to happen, what are you going to do before, and what are you going to do after. So I'm trying to promote people to rest before they need to go and do a task, get home, and then rest after they do the task. So resting doesn't have to be sleeping or lying down. It could just be doing a quiet activity, like reading a book or doing a puzzle or something that that person finds really relaxing. So I want them to sort of change their focus of their day and just just look at what's happening across their week. So are they going to have a really busy Thursday night where they want to go out to dinner with their family? So what are they going to do Thursday day and what are they even going to do on Wednesday? Mm. So instead of cramming it all in, it's about planning and, yeah, pacing your, your entire week. Um, so that you're not overdoing things at any one stage. And if you have to, so we send people to medical appointments that are very long appointments, then I say, what are you going to do the next day? You're not going to feel that great the next day, so are you going to be able to maybe stay in bed a little bit longer? Could you go and do a really relaxing activity? So sort of prompting people not to book a doctor's appointment and then book grocery shopping or going to the pool with their kids. So getting people to think about things a little bit more than what the average person has to do. And does that work for, like, mental health issues? Do you do occupational therapy for people with mental health? Yeah, there's definitely mental health OTs. It's not an area that I've ever worked in. I suppose it's a little bit too close to home for me. <laughs> Um, but it's the same, the same, would be the same sort of thing, especially if they're experiencing fatigue, um, that sort of stuff, um, it would be very similar. Yeah. Do you have any advice for people who are dealing with depression or anxiety on how to manage or how to, I was just thinking, cause, um, I have a daughter who has, um, some anxiety and depression issues and just things that we've been working on with, um, school days have been helpful. Yes. Yes, definitely. Um, I always go back to sleep. Sleep's so important. Um, and it's really hard with, well, depending on if your depression and anxiety affects how you sleep. Um, some people sleep really well, but if you don't, it's a really key area to start working on and improving. Um, so we look at routines around sleep. Mm. So going to bed at the same time every night and developing a routine. So some people might like to have a hot chocolate before they go to bed or maybe they have a warm shower. Or So every night they do the same thing, um, same time each night and start developing a really solid routine around sleep and getting up at the same time every day. Um, sleep's just so important for, for all of us. Um, I also like for anxiety, um, not sure how I describe it, like I wear um, a bracelet and so that's sort of like my, my grounding, my reminder um, to like calm down um, and I used to wear one that said um, don't panic on it. <laughs> Um, I, I made mine so permanent. I, <laughs> I have them on my uh, my yep. tattoos are my my bracelet. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Perfect. Um, so I really like having that physical reminder, um, something that the person has connected with, because um, it has to be personal for everybody of what they sort of what means something to them. And I really like that sort of grounding tool to remind people to maybe take a deep breath or whatever they need to do for themselves. 
Um, I also encourage, especially for anxiety and depression, a lot of mindfulness. Mm. So there's there's a lot of apps that you can actually follow these days um, to do some mindfulness sessions or some deep breathing sessions. Do you have a favorite one? I really, really like Calm. So it's just C-A-L-M, but yep. definitely my favorite. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's uh, my sister's favorite. That uh, through law school was her absolute favorite. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I've used most of the other ones, but I felt Calm gave me a very good variety. Um, the daily meditations change daily, which is great. There's always a new topic. And you can always search through, and they're just, there's so many. There's always something for the situation that you need. Um, they've just added some meditations for pain, hmm. um, which has been really good. So they are always adding to their catalogue. Um, so it's definitely my favourite. Um, and that's the one that I recommend to most people. Um, but it does, there is a little bit of a cost with that. Um, you do have to have a subscription to access most of it. Yeah, I noticed that. I, I was going to, I use it on my Apple Watch because it's the free one that gives yes. you like the, you just breathe for like a minute or two. It's lovely, yeah. but it's like, oh, I'll do this, great. I'll buy it. And I saw how much the subscription was. I'm like, mm, it does not fit in with the budget, but thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, occasionally, um, they offer massive discounts for lifetime subscriptions. Oh. So that's how I managed to get mine. Yeah, I will keep an eye out. Ago. <laughs> Yeah, they had a massive discount, and so I managed to, to get one. That is a good tip. I will I will definitely watch for their their lifetime yeah. subscription one. That would be great. Yeah. The subscriptions, yeah. they sneak up on you when it comes to budgeting. It's um, There's a few <sighs> that I have to have that are absolute non-sequitur, must. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, I just can't budget for any more of those subscription ones. Speaking yeah. of, you were talking about your favorite TV shows or the things that calm you down. <laughs> and I want to talk about that because I think almost <laughs> all of us who, like, have, like, lots of time in bed, we have, like, our – this is yeah. a show I've watched 20 25 times all the way through. Yeah. I can yep. recite it. What's yours? Yeah. <laughs> um, this actually, this is a long story. This started many, many years ago. So this was while I was at university the first time. So I would have only been like 19. And I was trying to work out a way of dealing with my anxiety. I basically didn't sleep because I was so anxious about absolutely everything. And it came up in one of my psychology classes, can't even remember what it was, but what I eventually did was I found my favorite movie, um, which was Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, which one? Was and it the BBC show or the movie with Alan Rickman? Uh, the movie. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I love the books. And it is so good. And so what I ended up doing was basically training myself. So whenever I turned on that movie, I fell asleep. Like that was the, as soon as it was on, I was fast asleep. That might not be um, the review they so, want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I ended up using that one for, I think it was, I used it for about 15 years as a way of getting to sleep constantly. So I knew it pretty well. Um, and then gradually over the years, I've been able to change TV shows. Um, so I watch my absolute favorite is Big Bang Theory. Oh my goodness! Um, and it just it just really works to calm me down. So I I play it at night time, and it really calms me down. But if I'm having if something major is going on during the day, I also know that I can turn it on and just calms me down. And I think that is just repetitive training, um, that your mind and your body get so used to something that it's like a routine. And so as soon as I turn it on, everything calms down and I feel so much better. Um, so even my family knows that if, if I'm not doing so well or if something's going on, put on Big Bang Theory. <laughs> I love that they know that. will like calm me down. <laughs> That's um, that's good to have family knowing that. It is, it is. So they they know how to assist you and, and what they can do to help. Uh, my husband spent like thirteen years trying to figure out how to deal with my anxiety, which gets worse at night. 
and he's um, yeah. finally found that YouTube cute animal videos is the yes. number one way to make me stop. And I don't know how much you guys in New Zealand have heard about what's going on here in the U.S., but we're all freaking out, and uh, all of us from all sides, there's a lot going on right now. And he's like, no yes. news, no Twitter, no Facebook, yes. no, yes. no looking at any of this at night. We're just going to watch kittens. <laughs> Yes, that sounds like a very good idea. It's uh, I've actually been using it with my my um, my little one. We watched like there was just a bad day. I'm like, we're just gonna watch kittens before you go to school. I can't change that you have to go to school, but we're gonna like end with kittens and sloths. How's that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, I, I that's most of my YouTube watching is the cute, fuzzy, small things running around. <laughs> nice, so cute. <laughs> But did you have any other apps or like hack? I, I feel like I have like this moment with an OT specialist. Like I want you to come back <laughs> on and like do like a monthly talk to all of us because uh, I know here <laughs> not many of us have OT therapists and like that's that is such a cool thing to to be able to transfer what you've gone through into really useful. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um... One of my favorites is I've got an Apple Watch mm. as well. Um, so I love my Apple Watch. I used to have the Fitbit. So any type of fitness tracker is fantastic. Um, I would like to see them brought into mainstream therapy a lot more. What do you see as the um, use for mainstream therapy with those? I like, I like that you can track your activity. So knowing how much you did on a good day and how much you do on a bad day, so you can sort of moderate your activity a little bit better. Um, I like on the Apple Watch that you can set what your goal is. Um, so it takes a little while to work out where you, your activity levels fit best, but it kind of gives you a bit of guidance. Like if you've gone way over your circle, maybe you've done a bit much. <laughs> I can always tell the overachievers by the if you're gonna go over this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um so I just like how it guides people. Um I like the step trackers as well, so you can sort of create um I don't really want to limit people, I just want people to be aware of what they're doing and how much movement they're doing. Um I like to be able to connect back. So if say Saturday, um, I'm feeling really dreadful. I can look back. What actually happened on Friday? Like, what was my heart rate like oh. on Friday? What were my activities like on Friday? Um, what was sort of going on for me that day that would maybe mean that I feel so bad this day? Even going back a couple of days and just checking in. Um, whereas without that technology, you're sort of guessing. Um, or you have to kind of write it down in a diary, which I've tried to do, and it's, you can't keep track of everything. <laughs> no. And you're not always honest either. Uh, that's that's my problem, yeah. I, I can get a little um, aspirational when it comes to the, the writing down of things. Yes. Yeah. The yeah. Um, Apple yeah. Watch, what I loved about it was that it um, also counts for wheelchair users, so it will count Fantastic. instead of steps, rotations, and um, the family wants me to get the new one because it has EKG, and yep. it will also notify if I fall down because I use a wheelchair back and forth. Um, and so my husband really wanted me to have it for if I fall down, it would text him. So yep. it give me more yep. of an independent life is I think what everyone's hoping for. Definitely. And I, I do hope that um, technology becomes mainstream uh, because a lot of our elderly um, without any chronic illnesses are at risk of falls. Yes. Um, and something like an Apple Watch is going to be able to, if that person's living alone, it's going to be able to alert others to what has actually happened. Um, and yeah, that's going to be amazing technology for people. It would be. I just. I wish that they had more programs that would work with disability and give yeah. things at cost to people who need it the most and can't afford it. Like I feel like billion dollar companies yeah. could probably take the tax write off to like help out. You know those who yeah. really need the technology. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like my wheelchair was like $4,000. One of them was 12000 and it's like that was a tremendous level of privilege that I got that, and there's a lot of people who could really use those wheelchairs. Yeah, 
yeah, definitely, definitely. It would help a lot of people. Yeah. So do you have any other favorite apps besides Calm? I, like, I live on apps to, like, do anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, definitely. I'm just trying to have a think. I, they're probably not apps, but I make sure that all of my stuff is pretty much digital. Mm. Um, so I pay all my bills online. Everything's done online. Um, there's actually nothing I have to do offline these days. <laughs> We just need to get you the grocery <laughs> delivery so that you don't have to go to the yeah. grocery store. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah, probably because you've got your communication over the phone, which keeps you more connected to different people. Um, I do like Facebook and that sort of thing and a- being able to connect to different groups mm. and different support groups, which is really fantastic. Um, I really like doing all your bills and all your invoices online. So you're not having to actually physically go into the bank and pay bills. Um, You're not having to write out checks. Not that we have checks here anymore, (laughs) but don't have to do all that sort of handwriting and posting of letters. So making sure everything's online. Um, But also I do, I actually do use an app. Uh, I will tell you about a couple that I've got here actually. Um, I use an app that keeps track of all my passwords. Um, Where is it gone? Um, So I do know that your Apple phones and your Android phones, they do actually keep track of your passwords and stuff nowadays. Um, But I get a little bit worried about forgetting my passwords. Um, So there are actually apps that you can put your passwords into and put all your personal details into, um, which are really, really good. Um... I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head. I know there's Dashline. That's the real popular one out in Silicon Valley that I've heard of a million times out yeah. here. Yeah. Um, something else that I've actually done in my whole house is you can get now get lights which connect to your phone. <laughs> um, so I personally use the Philip Hue. Um, but there's lots and lots of other different brands of lights. Um, so what I managed to do was connect up my most of my house, all of the important rooms, to lights that I then use on my phone. So I can turn them on and off on my phone. Um, I programmed them so when I drove out of my driveway, they turned off. And when I drove home at night, all my lights turned on. So I wasn't coming home to a dark house which I really, really liked. Um, and some of the bulbs were coloured because um, they say different types of colours is is good for you. Um, so I'm able to put on red light at night time to help me sleep or put on a slightly brighter colour in the morning to help me wake up. Um, and I don't have to get up to turn the light off. <laughs> it's That's a beautiful thing. Phone, which is pretty good. Yeah, I did not realise um, until like, we got a remote control for our... Um, our ceiling light, which is what we use as our, our light that I don't have to, like, we don't have to have the discussion of, are you too dislocated to get up and turn on yep. the light? Or do I need to, like, it's so much nice to have the remote. Just like, ah, yep. done. And I don't have to be cold. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And that's, it's just the little things that we can change in our lives that make things just a little bit easier and sometimes a little less stressful. So I didn't like coming home to a dark house. When I left work, it was dark, it was winter. Coming home to a dark house was really hard. Um, So having lights that made my house nice and bright when I got home um, was a lot less stressful for me. You know, it's so funny because we always want to do like the, or like at least I always want to do the big thing. Like the big thing is what's going to make everything better. But it's, it's always been the smallest little things like, I went through clinical depression for a year and a half, and I got an app called Fabulous, which is a horrible name for an app like this, but it works so well because it's um, it's a habit-building app. So you basically oh, just nice. decide, like, one habit, and then yeah. you just, like, you get to check it. It reminds you in a very nice way, and it, it, the whole app was beautiful, which I'm a design freak, and just yeah. having, like, the, I brushed my teeth. Oh, I won today. Like, yay. Yeah. And then I was able to add habits on. Like, it was just these little things to, like, and I'm not saying that cured my depression. I'm just saying that it, it got me to move and do things during the depression that I probably wouldn't have been able yeah. to do otherwise if I was just like, well, I can't do the big day 
so I'm not going to do anything. Like just getting the foot on the ladder was so important. Yeah. And that's, that's a perfect explanation of it. Um, Someday, for for all people, you can't you can't be expected to tackle everything, but can you tackle one small thing? Yep. So you you're right. Can you get up and clean your teeth, or can you get up and just open your curtains? Is there one small thing that you are able to achieve that day and feel like you've achieved something? So that's that's a perfect explanation. So I think you need to start your own podcast um, or a YouTube channel or something. I think the Tech OT should be your new like moniker yeah, name. Yeah, um, we, we will definitely have to talk later about getting you back onto the episodes and yeah. see if we can ease you into having your own show because I think you'd be <laughs> yeah. tremendously helpful to everyone. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who don't have access to OTs and just they might have access to an old an iPad or like something like that and just knowing a few tips and tricks might really help out yeah. so I would love yeah. for you to come back Definitely. on yeah it would be fantastic well thank you so much for making this work I know we went back and forth a ton trying to figure out the timelines on, <laughs> yeah. on what was your morning and what was my night so <laughs> yeah. thank yeah. you for bearing with me with that yeah, no problem. All right, everyone. Um, just go ahead and write in the, the comment section. We always have a comment section open in our um, in our show notes. Uh, write what your favorite, like, go-to, calm-down, best TV show is. I'm always looking for new ones. I think I've actually reached the end of Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime, so I am always looking for suggestions. So give me some good suggestions on what to watch next. Thank you so much for that. I have not watched The Big Bang, so that will be my next one to watch. <laughs> Maybe I'll get some sleep, too. Um, poor, poor Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I'm feeling really bad for, for Martin Freeman and, and Alan Rickman right now. That's <laughs> so sad. Um, great books, by the way, though. Everyone, read those books. They're, they're a lot of uh, ridiculous fun. Um, so uh, until next time, be kind, be gentle, and... Wow, uh, for the entire globe, be a badass. There's a lot going on all over the world. So whatever you are capable of doing, even you know, being a warrior, being helpful, being an activist does not necessarily mean being out on the front lines with a, a sign and yelling and screaming. Some of us are not those kinds of warriors. So do what you can in your capacity to, to do what you need to do to feel better about what's going on in the world and to see what you can do to help. So be a badass, everyone. Take care. <laughs>